like if you have a skill set, if you have something that is monetizable, it just takes a lot of patience and a lot of balls. I mean, it really does. Yeah, you can you can literally be a bread maker and make money online if you wanted to. Welcome to Drop the Dips, and thank you guys for joining us today. We are here with Heather Parody. We are not in our usual Augusta podcast studio today. We're actually recording this in the clubhouse. We'll be back in our studio next week, but we're using the setup that we used last week for our master's watch along. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoy this episode today, make sure you subscribe to the show, hit like, give us a review, or maybe just tell a friend. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, Heather Parody, who's with us today, was an incredible conversation. She is a podcaster as well, who has two shows, Unconventional Leaders and her new show, Happy Brain. And she shares the sacrifices that she had to make to get to where she is today. Uh, I remember crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm you know, turning down an income, a good income. And not only is she a podcaster, but she also helps businesses to grow their online presence. I don't think us going back to normal that we can just go back to normal. You've got to innovate and get your products online, build a presence online. It's so, so important. We go through multiple different steps of this very interesting journey that brought Heather to where she is today in Augusta. Action creates clarity. That's my favorite quote. And what I started at the beginning looked nothing like it is now. Once again, thanks so much for spending this time with us today. This show is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy Powell has been a firm supporter of this show and is extremely active in the Augusta community. Whether it's helping the young professionals, whether it's working with the Chamber of Commerce to bring in new businesses, whatever it is, Nancy Powell is involved with Powell & Associates. She's a local real estate broker. And you hear us talk about Nancy a lot. And we just want to make sure you know that wherever you are in your real estate journey, you can always turn to Nancy Powell for advice. She has experience in buying, in selling, in investing, in investment properties. She's going to work around the clock for you. And she has expertise and a network to match. Give her a call at 706-717-1281. Email her at nancypowell.com. 1977 at gmail.com and check her out on Facebook or Instagram at Downtown Augusta Broker. And now we present to you personal branding professional, Heather Parody. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are dropping this podcast. We are back. We took a break because of Masters Week. Um, the Bobby Jones Invitational Watch Along was a success, I believe. What do you think, David? Allegedly, it was very good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what people, the feedback we get. We got a lot of good feedback, though. And uh, we need to figure out who Neon Butterfly is. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, thanks for checking in with us this week. And today we are here with Heather Parody. And I'm the host of Unconventional Leaders, the community online of leaders going against the grain, doing some weird things. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to learn more about that. So, Heather, you are an interesting episode for us because you are a podcaster. And you have a very cool brand that is more of a national brand, really. International, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Correct me on that. Thank yeah. you. That's uh, really cool. We're going to really get into that, but we're going to start with the basics. Who is Heather Parody? I'm still figuring that out. There's a lot of pressure right now. We can help you with that. No, well, you, we you can, cannot. You can tell that. us what you know. Sure. Right? <laughs> like, are you from Augusta? I'm not from Augusta. 
Um, I, I've kind of come to terms recently that I think I identify as a creative more. I kind of took on the term entrepreneur for, I don't know, five years. But then when I started realizing that, you know, I like making money, but that's not the <laughs> forefront of my mind when I wake up in the morning. I think mm. about story, which makes it really cool what you guys are doing. Because I think story really, um, if you want to make a difference in this world, you need to lean into that, right? right. And the Absolutely. arts. Yeah. So. I don't know. I would, I would say I'm a creative first and foremost, and I figure out how to make money so I can make time to be creative. Okay. And um, I'm a previous therapist turned, uh, what I say, online entrepreneur. So all of my programs and everything that I do is digital. So I spend my life in my pajamas, which is awesome. And a uh, lot of people are jealous. Yeah, yeah that's right very. Now. Well, I mean, yeah. a lot of people have done it the past year. True, and true. and there's, a, there's a flip side to that because there's also a lot of mental health implications and socialization. And also, too, when you are a creative, you have to pull from something. And when you're not really getting out and experiencing and, you know, getting lost and all that stuff, then it's hard sometimes to have a pull to pull from, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, I kind of got deep yeah. real quick. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I person. feel like this is going to be a deep episode. For yeah. Sure. You said you weren't from Augusta. Where are you originally from? Little Rock, Arkansas, y'all. <laughs> awesome. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I, the only time I was in Arkansas was for the tail end of our national parks trip that my wife and I did. That was the, we went to uh, Hot Springs. Yeah, I'm sorry. Every time people say, like, I've been to Arkansas, I'm just like, I'm sorry, were we good to you? Because it's, it's an interesting place. Like, I love it because it's home, right? But um, it's also, too, gotten, I don't know, really dangerous over the past few years. Mm. Little Rock is one of the most dangerous cities um, in, in the nation. And so is I, I love the, is it. Is there a Little Rock there? Um, there's always, a lot of Little Rocks. Have you ever wondered that? There's a lot of Little Rocks. you got to be careful. You'll trip on them. <laughs> so, Heather, when, yes. you, when you grew up in Arkansas, um, how, how long were you there for? Um, I was there till I was about 18, 19. Then I went to Springfield, Missouri, spent a couple of years there um, at a ministry school because so, I thought I was going to go into ministry. So that's what you wanted to do is ministry. Yes. Very interesting. And so you went to Missouri. How was that experience for you? It was great because um, I was homeschooled my entire life. So I kind of lived that life of seclusion and mm. never traveled, never did anything. I'm the stereotypical thing when you think of a homeschooler. That was me to a T. So going, I have so many homeschool jokes, but I'll spare. Yeah, the prom um, was probably fun, right? Oh, so fun. My sister was hot. Um, <laughs> but when I went to Springfield, we traveled. Like, they put us on a school bus, and we traveled all over the U.S. for two years. And it was very unglamorous. It was, like, you know, kind of like a missionary type thing. But mm -hmm. the cool part of it is um, I got to see a lot of other cities and meet a lot of other people and realize that I had so many options. Um, and I think that was really, when you know, empathy. I started really learning about the importance of empathy and you know, really meeting people where they're at because not everybody looks like you or talks like you or thinks like you, and that's okay. That is okay, yes, mm. it, absolutely. And uh, I'm assuming on this trip and whatnot, you decided you did not want to go that route. I know, I, I didn't. Where did, what did you do after that? I went to college like a good girl. <laughs> um, I was a, a, little, a little bit older. It's, it's really a strange kind of story. You know, I was, you know, homeschooled my whole life, and mm -hmm. um my education really stopped around seventh grade, so I really struggled academically. So I never really considered that I could make something of myself or, you know, go the academic route. Not that I didn't want to go into ministry, but it was kind of like a cop-out because I was so afraid of um, the real world, I guess. Or like failure, yeah. Failure, for sure. Like, right. I really struggled in school. Like, when I went back to college, I was 24, 25, I think. And I started how to take developmental classes, which for those who don't know, that means you pay for college and you don't get credit. It's a fantastic deal. What a system. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> so I really had to bust my ass in, um, in, in school. And anyway, I, I ended up realizing that you can 
you know, not have all the cards on the table for you, but if you have a lot of grit and you want it more than anybody, um, dude, I learned that in school and I ended up just going all the way through to get my master's, um, cause I was going to go into counseling, mental health therapy. So that's what you studied. You yeah. studied to be a mm-hmm. therapist. Yep. Got my master's, um, about three years ago, graduated, got my license, went and got some job interviews, got two job offers, all miles out like a baby because I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to make something and I want to be my own boss and I want to figure it out. And I just, and my husband, oh gosh, he's so patient because um, I'm just such a visionary. Like I have some crazy ass dreams, right? And it's just weird because you're like, you work so hard and then like admitting you want something else. It feels sometimes really selfish, um, but he's so great. And we just leaned into it. So I turned down the job offers and uh, I remember crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm you know, turning down an income, a good income. Right. And um, within 30 minutes, somebody emailed me and said, hey, I'm starting a podcast. And I saw that you started a podcast. Can you help me with it? And I got my first client within 30 minutes. And I just knew that was God. I was like, wow. that is something intervening saying, Heather, you're going to be okay. This is going to be fine. And it's been hard. It's been really, really hard. I'm sure you guys know, like building oh, yeah. something and trying to get clients and having a family and all of that. Um, but it's a gift because, you know, you can die and say, you know, at least I tried Right. And you said you were doing a podcast, you know, a couple of years after you graduated. Mm-hmm. What podcast was that? Unconventional Leaders. So I mean, you've it's been doing it since. A minute. That's a, wow. minute. a minute. Wow. That's a minute. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like blogging because I was a bad speller. I started off blogging, mm. but then people were like, you need to pick another path, Ladybug. <laughs> um, so I didn't know anything about podcasting. I just literally, um, I would, y'all would be horrified. You, because you guys are so professional, but I went uh, to Walmart. We didn't start here. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we start on iPhone seven. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It, we, everybody starts somewhere. For real, for real. But I mean, it was just it was super messy. I was like googling, how do I start a podcast on iTunes? You know, um, <laughs> on iTunes. That's the giveaway too. I know. I didn't even have an iTunes account. <laughs> but I started it that day. Really? It was messy. Mm-hmm. So you started a podcast. Was this while you were doing your master's program? I was finishing up. You were finishing yep. up. So you did. Six straight years of school, starting at the age of 24. Yeah. Tough plus, task. Plus, because I take developmental classes. And then immediately decided, I'm not doing any of the stuff that I studied. I'm going to actually pursue the side project that I've been working on this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was mature. So how did that... So you said you got your first client. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about what you do, or at least at that time, what you were doing. At that time, I was doing anything that people would pay me to do. So it was like a freelancer on steroids. You know what I mean? Like I had, I had a photography business all through, I mean, probably six, seven years. And I was a pretty good photographer and made some good money doing that. So I was able to transfer a lot of those skills into uh, podcasting. I know that sounds a little different, but you know, there's a lot of graphic design that goes into it, you know, understanding Adobe suite and all of that. I mean, there were some transferable skills there. So I just did a lot of freelance work. I did a lot of crap work. And I think that's really important for people to hear and to know because you know, it, it looks glamorous and fun. Like, oh man, you work in your pajamas and you get to interview cool people and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, Janet, but also too, <laughs> like this is so hard and there's so much sacrifice and you do a lot of crap work behind the scenes that nobody will ever know. So I'm, I'm just really yeah. glad that you used the word, the name Janet and not Brittany or Karen or Karen. <gasps> My mom's name is Karen. I, I really appreciate that actually. Oh, is Brittany your wife? No, no. Is Brittany? no, Brittany is just the, the, the other traditional yeah, name. Sorry, Brittany. I haven't heard that. Really? Mm-mm. Well, learn something new every day. I've always just seen a Gina in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Aunt Margaret is the one who condemns you mm, and doesn't understand true. your dreams. Oh, Margaret. Aunt Margaret's hate that for her. It has to be aunt though. Yeah. We'll be right back with Heather Parody talking about how she built her podcast, her business, 
and now she's trying to build her relationship with Augusta. Here with Drop the Disc, y'all know that we have to have that podcast juice. And yes, that is trademarked, not really, by Tour Junkies, a local podcast here. And I just wanted to start using podcast juice because that's really cool. But our main podcast juice here is Savannah River Brewing Company. I'm here to tell you right now that they've got some new drinks in the tap room that you will die for. You've got a black cherry lime seltzer. You've got a single hop IPA that sits at 6.9%. Those are things that you can get in the tap room right now. Have you tried their new Garden City Kolsch and their Smash Volume 3? Both are available in the tap room and in super incredibly artistic cans. Go to check out Savannah River Brewery as soon as you can. The weather's warming up and it's time to sip on a beer, a nice craft local beer. So you started this podcast, you were talking about what were you, I mean, what were you doing at the beginning? Because our show at the beginning was Chris and I would sit and we would talk and our refrigerator, my refrigerator was actually loud enough that you could actually hear my refrigerator the entire time and none of those episodes exist anymore. Uh, yeah. But our content kind of changed over time. Mm-hmm. Was it that way with you or For did sure. you know what you were doing? For sure. Yeah, I always like to tell people that I think this is so artsy fartsy of me, but whatever, let's just do it. Like, I think projects like this kind of reveal themselves to you. And a lot of times we want to figure it all out. Like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this podcast for this, but it's like action creates clarity. That's my favorite quote. And what I started at the beginning looked nothing like it is now. It's evolved. It's grown. I've definitely deleted some episodes because they're humiliating. No shame. No shame. Humiliating. In fact, I I do believe, though, that we have enough people now that would like to hear those episodes. (laughs) And I'm sure you have some fans out there that would just pay to hear those episodes. The Vault. I've kept some up because I know when I first started, I was super, you know, the dissonance between where you're at and where some of like your heroes are. You're like, oh my God, I'll never get there. Right. I suck. And I went back and I scrolled and I listened to like the very first few episodes of Lewis Howes and Jer- Barry Vaynerchuk. They all suck. They, they were yeah. horrible. <laughs> all of them. Horrible. All of them. So I've kept up a few just because I want to document a little bit like, you I know. too was horrible. So, so you, <laughs> at some point, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we all are. Yeah. So, I still kind of am. I'm still working on it. Like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not fully happy. I don't think any creative really is with you, their work. You look very happy. Though. I am kind of happy. So that's good. I, I'm so a hopper girl. You started this podcast. You're in Missouri at the time. Uh, no, I had moved back to Arkansas at that you point. You moved back to mm-hmm. Arkansas. I'm just curious. What was the journey to get you here in Augusta, Georgia? Oh, take a guess. Mm. Military. How did you know, my that's, friend? That's most everybody, How honestly. did you know? But we did choose Augusta. Okay. Um, my husband, he was stationed here, and I came and I visited, and I loved this area. I loved it. I, the very first place I went was right there on that boardwalk right there and walked along the water, and it was so peaceful. Mm. And just, I don't know, like in, in my gut, I was like, I want to be here. We didn't know anyone. Everybody was like, y'all are back crazy because we didn't have to move. Right. We could have stayed in Arkansas. We took orders to be here in Augusta. Wow. When was that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when was it that you visited here when when your husband was stationed here? I was in graduate school at the time. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm getting a little old. I don't remember. But um, we moved here, I would say, maybe four years ago. Okay. Okay. So like 2015 maybe when you visited. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so when you came here, actually, the city was a little bit different than it even is yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, coming here from Arkansas, what was the, what did you notice? Um, Aside from how beautiful the river was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's an interesting question because people, you know, it, it is very, 
I don't know, it wasn't like a huge drastic change um, as far as like kind of the small town feel. I think the thing that I appreciated about it is it felt a little bit more culturally diverse and it seemed like appreciation for the arts. Mm. Um, I didn't really have that back in Arkansas and that's something I really wanted. There was a lot of, you know, the clubhouse was one of the place, first places that I visited and there seemed like there was kind of an art scene down here and people were, it was just a very diverse city with a small town feel, which was interesting to me. Very cool. I like to hear that. And, and so at this time, you considered yourself not as much a creative, but more so the entrepreneur, For right? sure. So when, when was that transition? How, take us through this. There is so much personal development that goes through doing what we do, right? Where mm-hmm. it's just really figuring, you know, a lot of awareness. And, you know, learning tactics is great, but digging in <laughs> is the most important thing. And I think there was a lot of pressure for me to say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and I need to build a business and I need mm-hmm. to do this and that because I think it's a validation thing. Like people take you more seriously. For sure. If you say, I'm an entrepreneur yeah. rather than I'm making a podcast. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think, you know, I've definitely dealt with a lot of insecurity around that because I felt like there was something I needed to prove. And then I'm just every single day, I'm just kind of getting less and less impressed with, you know, uh, impressing people. Like that ideal yeah, I'm kind of like, F it, you know? Like, who cares what people think, really? And I think that's just because I'm getting a little bit older and I'm just mm-hmm. getting better, but um, it feels good. It feels good to just, you know, create to create, not always worry about, you know, how much money is this going to make and all that. And again, I, I don't want to underplay, you know, we've got to make an income and we've got to right. scale things and be smart and all of that. But I don't know, I think it's kind of empty if you are naturally a creative just to think about that. Were you making a, a reasonable income at that time? Yeah, I was making more... Um, and I would have been making those two jobs I closed down. Wow. Yeah. And that's only, what, three years later? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, that's pretty crazy. Sure. That's yeah. Not yeah. not expected. There's so much, um, so much stuff that you can do online. Like, if you have a skill set, if you have something that is monetizable, it just takes a lot of patience and a lot of balls. I mean, it really does. Um, yeah. You can, you can literally be a bread maker and make money online if you wanted to. Okay. I get, and, and the, the perspective from that is kind of like the artistic perspective, right? Sure. Like adding your own flair to everything. Sure. hundred percent. So you really started building an international, as you noted earlier, an international business, probably about five, five years ago. Yep. Now you're, now you've moved here. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, how did the how has the business changed since then? Oh, because I know you have this Facebook group. I know that you have this kind of brand built around what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's not just the podcast. Sure. It's so like, what is this brand? Like, what sure. does it mean? Well, what I do in the brand is a little bit different because I don't monetize my podcasting audience uh, that much. Like, okay. I have a podcasting course, and I have a mastermind group. We meet every single week, and so there are things there. Um, but really, do you, you want to talk about what that is? The mastermind group. Sure. It's just for creative businesses who are building brands online. So we meet together and set small goals. We meet for an hour um, and we have a, you know, nerdy, we have spreadsheets (laughs) and actually like look at your goals and call each other out and all that. It's really, it's really cool. Um, I think mastermind groups are really powerful. You know, a lot of times we feel like we need to learn more. And I think sometimes we need to just take more action on the things we already know to do. <laughs> right. But people don't like that, that answer. It's very tough. tough. It's right. very, very tough. Cause it's a form of procrastination learning. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, let me yeah. research a little bit more. Oh yeah. Like I've already known to do this thing for the last three months, but let me make sure I know how to do it yeah. before I do it. We've worked with some, some people <laughs> like that and we understand hundred percent. I've been like that. I think we can all say we've been like that. Oh, me too. I mean, we, I, I, I'm doing it right now. You know I mean? Like there's things in my life right now that I'm uh, avoiding and, and all that. So yeah. 
Um, but, but that's how I'm, you know, monetizing unconventional leaders. And then, you know, if I do any kind of like advertisements and all that, but really it's a, it's a great, and not that I really advertise it, but all of my clients and my one-on-one consulting clients have come through the show or indirectly from the show because it's great whether it's podcasting or blogging, putting out online content consistently and being very good at it, it draws people in and it does. So part of your brand is your own podcast, your own mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. you have this community mm-hmm. and then also you're educating people that are also creatives that are where you yes. were five years ago Yes, and helping them to get to where you yes. are today. I work with a lot of service-based businesses who are wanting to get online. So I help them build out memberships and courses and, and like funnel and streamline their audiences into like an offering so they can make money. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like a little bit more traditional, a little bit yeah. more conventional than, than the whole outside the box thing. That's like, I mean, your entrepreneur self three years ago would probably be pretty proud of that business model. Right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. But that's the, the, the point I was telling you earlier. I've been getting kind of restless. Like, okay. you know, those of listening, I brought my camera with me and I told you guys, I want to take a picture of you and Please like, do. you know, get some headshots. Cause I'm really just been feeling so kind of creatively bored. Um, that's a very, you know, I'm passionate about that model because it means freedom. It means if you're not good at school, that's okay. You can build a business and make money. You know, right. if you have this weird thing that you're always interested in and you're Aunt Margaret said that, you know, there's no way you're ever going to make a life doing that. You can say, suck it, Aunt Margaret, and you can do it. So I'm really passionate about it. But also, too, I've just been really kind of itchy lately. And I'm like, I want to create stuff and, like, do a little bit more. So I've been digging into a lot of weird stuff lately. We're going to have to talk after the show. Yeah, we are. We'll be right back. There's still plenty more for us to talk about with Heather Parody. But first, let's talk to you guys about where we recorded this episode. And that's the River Room at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is an organization that not only is this co-working space and has this networking uh, events and groups that they host, not only do they also help startups and new businesses learn how to grow, but they're extremely supportive and dialed into the community. That's why they were the presenting sponsor for this Bobby Jones Invitational Live Masters Watch Along that we did last week. Uh, We'd like to thank them for that. And we'd like to encourage you guys, if you'd like to learn more about your community and get more involved, reach out to them. Their website is theclubhow.se. Their social media is at Innovate Augusta. And they also have a really cool brand called Make Startups, which you can find more information about that and the difference that they're making nationally at makestartups.com. And, and so that brings us to this, uh, this company called Forbes, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they profiled you. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, it was a, it was a surprise. You, so um, you didn't know they were doing. Well, it. I knew. Yeah, I mean, I knew they were because the the woman who interviewed me, she, we you know did that a month or okay so ago. Um, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, you were profiled by a Forbes article. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about a month ago, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and they were talking about how to be successful podcasting. Yeah. And you were it was your picture. Yeah. And then they were talking about you as this case study. Mm-hmm. They interviewed and just asked some tips on growing your show and how to monetize and so forth. So it's interesting. And how can people find this article? Um you can just put in uh, Forbes Heather Parody in Google search and <laughs> you'll see awesome. it. I mean I haven't been you know, there's not been too many Forbes articles yet, so you'll find it. So someday they will uh, be able to Google search Chris Napolt's Forbes. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speak it into existence. A hundred percent, dude. I mean, and to, to, to the point of podcasting again, the things, what y'all are doing is brilliant. Just so smart. And I just want to, you know, acknowledge you for that because the people who sit in this chair, you have no idea how that's going to play. And the Forbes article was because of the show. I would confidently say almost every single amazing opportunity I've gotten has been because of the show. We're so focused on like download numbers and all that, which is really important. Right. But the people sitting in this chair. Big deal. Big deal. So let's talk about that. Let's do let's it. Let's talk about some people you've had, because your show's a little different than ours. Sure. You have a bigger audience, and you do a lot of your interviews virtually. All. So you do 100% of your I want to switch to in-person, so I need to pick y'all's brain about come, that. Come find us. Yeah. Um, um, so hold on. I'm sorry. COVID didn't bother you. You've always been virtual. I had so many funny TikTok videos because I was <laughs> like, this is my life. You know, welcome, Gina. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it phased me zero. If anything else, like um, a lot of people who are in the online space had a huge advantage because I was mm. able to contact, you know, like Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. You know what I mean? He's just chillaxing at his home, you know what I mean? Because he's bored. You right. know, and we were able to contact these people, get them on the show and stuff. Um, people were looking to get online. So, I mean, it was just a, a, a really fruitful time for the online community. So you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, what was his name? Jack I know, Canfield. I know the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know the chicken soup. Success principles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are some other people you've had on that were just some really great conversations? Seth Godin was huge for us. Um, he was the, I mean, he's the marketing guru, VP of um, Yahoo. He started email marketing. Like, he created email marketing, so you can blame wow. him, but he's actually a really cool dude. Um, that was huge for us. I would say a personal favorite of mine, and not everybody knows who this is, but Sam Jones from Off Camera um, out in L.A. He has, he's literally like my dream. Like, I want to do the, what he does so bad. Does he do a show? Yes, he does exactly what this is. He has like this couch, and he brings in like, you know, all the cast from The Office and Parks and Rec and movie stars, Robert Downey Jr. He talks to all these like really famous people. Off camera. It's crazy. Yeah. And then he goes and he takes their photo in their studio and does these really cool artistic photos. He does like directing of photography for films and music videos. He's just a total badass. But he came on the show and I was like, that cool girl. And I was like, what's up, Sam? <laughs> It was the coolest thing. <laughs> but I mean, so awesome. you know, honestly, TikTok people, I've been loving interviewing TikTok people lately. What is a TikTok person? A TikTok people? They're the fun people. They don't give a rat's ass about anything. They will just let it go. For the record, we do know what TikTok is, and I have tr I'm the social media guy. I cannot. I, I need a class on how to do that. I will that. give I need, you a class. I, I think that's just, what she does. Not just a class. I need a course that I can just go. I mean, there's no way I can do this. Do you this. know Gary Vaynerchuk? No. What? You let, do not let, know Gary V. Let me call him real quick. Gary V. Do you big know deal. Gary yeah, v? yeah. Uh, I'm about I'm to start as, crying. I'm not very cultured, but I do know Gary V. <laughs> I guess I'm not cultured. Okay, we need to talk. Like <laughs> okay. straight up, cancel your plans. We're getting a beer and we're gonna go talk for like three hours because there are some people you need to know. Okay. Oh, I had Noted. so many good jokes, but you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Never mind. Everybody at home that knows him is like Chris. But these TikTok people, who are these people? I mean, are these like my sister, you know, my 18-year-old sister oh, no. making videos from her dorm? Like, who are these people? It's interesting. Um, you know, there, there is not just young people. There's, there's so many amazing, interesting people uh, doing really good work 
on um, on TikTok. I interviewed a, a doctor, a psychiatrist who works in psychiatry, and he's you know dismantling the the you know the myths around mental health and all that stuff, and doing it in a fun, creative way that people can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I brought up, you know, I'm really in, you know uh, interested in interviewing them right now is there are people who are building huge platforms right now on there, and they're not used to people reaching out for interviews and stuff. So they'll have like a million followers. And, um, you know, reaching out to them is super easy because, you know, they're not used to, Nobody's used to that. reaching out to them. Right. But they're, nobody knows they have a million followers on TikTok. And these people, if they stick with it, they're going to be some of these new names. So, too, like, you know, everybody wants to get on the big name guest, of course, 100%. But also, too, we have to look at where people are going. Mm-hmm. And they may not be where you think, you know, where you, whatever is cool right now. But five years from now, you can look at somebody that that person's going places. Let me connect with them, build a relationship, get them on the show and have that. Um, it's just a little networking thing I do. So would so. you say that these TikTok people are unconventional leaders? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Of course. I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know the dance moves. I teach elementary kids. They teach me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the reason I wanted to do unconventional leaders, and it's so annoying, and I sometimes think about like changing the name of the show because I get like these DMs from these people on LinkedIn. They're like, hello, I'm a leader. I want to talk oh to you about goodness. the five pillars of leadership. And they're like this corporate <laughs> boring board person. No offense to the corporate boring board people. The world needs you guys too. For sure. It's just <laughs> not my style. And I'm like, no, no, no. Y- y'all, y'all, y'all look unconventional. Like we're talking to the people who wear converses and have tattoos and are doing cool, you know, artsy stuff or playing on TikTok, getting a million followers and doing meaningful work. The point is, is that you understand that you have influence, whether it's small or big, and that you are trying to do something with that and you can do it in an unconventional way. So um, yeah, I like TikTok people, you know, just because they're, you know, I mean, they're all on TikTok. They're, they're, they're different. <laughs> do you have a TikTok? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, her TikToks are, are very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very animated. They have to be funny. What's your, what's your at so people can, can no. know? No, no, no we're no, not no, doing no. it? I'm at Heather Parody everywhere online, except LinkedIn because I did delete that because I was annoyed. You're getting a it's lot too of those spams. Oh, yeah. It happens. <laughs> so struggled. Augusta has, as you mentioned when you moved here, we have a very, uh, we have a pretty developed art community. It, it, have you been mm-hmm. able to do any kind of interfacing with those with those kinds of communities? Outside of just appreciating it, no, not really. Okay. I, I need to, you know, it was so funny. My goal in 2020, I wrote it down in my journal. I was like, my goal is to get involved in this community. Tough year for that goal. And meet people. Yeah. And I was going to start doing in-person <laughs> interviews and all of that. And then the effing pandemic happened. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, so no, I haven't. But I feel, you know, that's a play, you know, where I've gotten really complacent in my own life. Um, where I've just been at the computer and not really built real in-person relationships. And that's my fault. And it's been, it's had a drain on me because I've, I've felt a little isolated lonely and i talk to people every single day but it's different if you're not in person short conversations they're not i mean well consulting i mean my my whole work is consulting so i'll spend an hour on a call with people and stuff and then you know do the interviews we'll do zoom call chats and all that but it's not the same so what does a day in the life look like for you Mm. it sounds it sounds like there's a lot of different things that you can do yeah, um, I get up and I always do personal development. That's huge for me. So usually workout, personal development, meditation. I've been mm-hmm. trying to get into some um, Wim Hof breathing stuff. I don't know if y'all like are into that vibe or whatever. Okay, I'm familiar with. I'm it. into it. Not great at it yet. Neither am I. I'm like over there literally hyperventilating. So you're good. 
but yeah, I get the kids out to school or whatever, start my day, make coffee, and I'm literally just online all day long. Um, making I make a lot of content. I work with you know content creators. I'm on calls with them a lot. Um, I'm really online all day. Just, I can literally just work all day. Content. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I and, and consulting. Yeah, I mean, the majority of it is consulting okay. and you know the client work that I do and, and stuff and making that money. Making that money. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you mentioned how your brand is international. Mm-hmm. What's the like, what's the like longest reach type of relationships that you've, that you've been able to build because of what you're doing? What do you mean by that? Like, have you uh, interviewed people from, you know, like India, like oh, Russia, yeah. like what, what kind All of over geographics the All have, over have the you world. worked with? All over the world. And some of my closest friends are in Europe and Australia and, um, uh, several friends in South Africa. So that's what the cool thing is about the online space again, because you can kind of like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a little bit weird breed. Um, anybody who's an entrepreneurial or creative, sometimes you feel super weird because people don't like, what, what, what do you want to do? Why do you do it? You know, but when you go online, there's just, you can kind of, there's just these people, but they might be, you know, in Israel, you know, but right. you connect with them and you it's build friendships a hundred percent. Yeah. That's really interesting because you could almost think about if you had started this business 20 years ago, mm. it could have been a total so abject rich. failure. It's so annoying. It could be a failure though because there wasn't the yeah. internet connection that there is now. You could be relying See, on I was like being positive and you're being negative right well, now. I'm thinking about how well-timed <laughs> what you're doing is and yeah, how like, yeah. I mean, literally it's, it's extremely timely because everybody's moving towards kind mm-hmm. of this content mm-hmm. world. And you've been in it for six or seven years. So you're saying, oh, hey, welcome. By the way, here we are. We've been here. Here's my Facebook group, Unconventional Leaders. Mm -hmm. This is my show. Yeah, and you can't really ignore it anymore. You know, people, I think they had the luxury before COVID. And now it's like, you know, I mean, it's heartbreaking, honestly, but, you know, I take acting classes and my my acting teacher, you know, she has a very successful studio, um, but it's always been in person. She's not mm. an internet kind of gal and that's okay. But you know, it, it, you, you were faced with like, okay, either close down your business right. or innovate. And I don't think us going back to normal that we can just go back to normal. You've right. got to innovate and get your products online, build a presence online. It's so, so important. Yeah. I would say that most people during COVID took that initiative and, mm-hmm. and pivoted 100%. And, it, and it worked for them. Yeah. Because there was no other option. A hundred percent. Which I think that's really cool to see. Yeah. In our community, I mean, we've got a lot of slow adopters here. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's actually been very cool to see in the last year and a half, a lot of people are saying, oh, hey, like this is actually a really good idea. I should be a creator. Mm-hmm. I should be a builder. I should stay at home. I have time to do this side hustle now that I've been yep. thinking about yeah. for years. I mean, that's, that's a really cool situation for you. Yeah. But, but here's the encouragement to anybody who feels, you know, weary over that with the flashy stuff online, people think, Oh, you know, if I just make more Instagram posts and put out podcasts Mm. and blogs, I'm just going to make some monies, but it doesn't work that way. You can still take, you know, the, the traditional business models that you understood or the way that you, let me rephrase that, the way that you inquired new business and all of that, those skills, all you're doing is doing them online now. And so if you feel uncomfortable, like, oh, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable making content and doing that. I think it's a long-term game and that's mm. really important. But as far as like getting new clients and making money, it's the exact same way you do it in person. Meet people, network, connect. I would say, you know, to anyone make, wanting to make money in their online business, get in DMs more. Not, not, not spammy. Chris is I'm not, a big DM fan. I yeah. All of our guests that we've had on the show is a DM. 
A hundred percent. And people love it because yep. you can see if they saw it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so, you know, that's just plain old networking, one-on-one connection. What do you know? Right. Crazy. Absolutely. So let's talk about this now. You have launched a second podcast. Yeah. It's very new. Yeah. I've listened to a couple episodes. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. Happy Brain. Yeah, cool. Right? Yeah. Talk to us about that. What is, what's the difference with that? What led you to want to do it? Um, I was asked to do that one through, um, my, my good friend, Greg Clunas. He hosts a show. It's like a top 10 mental health podcast. He kills it. It just annoys me so bad. Uh, Greg, <laughs> I'm really happy for you. So happy for you. Um, but I mean, he's had just massive success, insane. He's been able to just live off his podcast um, fully. Um, but he was expanding into a network and just said, Hey, I, I want to expand into several shows. Use the same model we use to grow our show. Um, would you be interested in hosting, you know? And I'm like, so we put this little thing together and it's just been a lot of fun. It's, it's been different, right? Because it's not just my baby, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a collaborative thing, but it's been cool. And you, you've had some early success with it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to listen to this podcast. I feel like I need to, but for those at home, is this a interview podcast or is it just you talking about a subject? Sure. It's 10, 15 minute little mini episodes, um, focused around weird, quirky ways to make your brain happy. So mental health is very important. Everybody knows that everybody's kind of really learned over this past year, the mental health game, but sometimes it's so heavy right? Because you think mental health, what's the first thing you think? You think depression, anxiety, the bad, side the bad stuff, yeah. right? right? And so when I was in school studying therapy, I had this professor and I'll never forget. He told me he was so like deep and professional. And he <laughs> said, Heather, if you really care about mental health, you will be invested in prevention. And I was like, yes, sir. But, <laughs> and I never did anything with that, right? I was just like, that's a really cool quote, but I never did anything with it. When we were kind of this concept of the show, I remembered his face and I remember him saying that. And I was like, okay, Dr. Bim, like I'm going to do this for you. Right? So the idea is that prevention, we're going to focus on making ourselves healthy beings. So when the inevitable happens, right, we're a little bit better prepared. So fun, quirky things, keep your, you know, Wim Hof breathing, meditation, some of this stuff that we know is good. Like let's make it fun and interesting to implement it in our lives. So to answer your question, it's solo slash, we do a little bit of interviews, but it's kind of more NPR style. So I'll interview you and then take clips and write a script around it, a narrative and then edit together. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Let's give a shout out to that. Seriously. I don't do any of the editing here, but David has expressed to me how much work it can be. So I've expressed that I want to do more editing on this show, but mm. we just don't have time. It's a lot, yeah. a lot. And it's a lot for right now, you know, I mean, we're not making any money off of it. We're, we're completely building an audience for the first six months. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start doing that. Um, so it's, you know, planting that seed. It's just doing work and I'll be, I'll be up late at night doing it. I'm sure you understand. Um, it's a lot, but you, you have not mentioned this yet. You were a, you were top 10 in the, in the world. Is that right? In, when, in, in that category? In mental health. In the mental health mm-hmm, category? Mm-hmm. Like the first episode you launched? Uh, I think we had launched with two or three. Two but it was, okay. it was launch day, yeah. But that's, that's, this is how you do it. Anybody who wants to, write a, to launch a podcast, this is exactly what you do. There's no secret to it. Volume up, guys. Yeah, so it's just concentrated traffic, right? So the idea is that, you know, the charts are based off an algorithm of just like, hey, if there's a big, you know, fluctuation of downloads and subscribes and all of that, then there's action going on there and we bump you up in the chart. So if you know that, you know, on your launch day and all of that, you know, not only getting in the DM, again with every single person you know hey you know like 
you hit subscribe and all that but also too you know he was able to shout us out on his show we worked with some other podcasts and did podcast swap shout outs which right. is a huge thing for marketing a podcast you know i'll shout out your show if you shout out mine doesn't cost you no dollars right um and podcast listeners listen to podcasts what do you know so yeah but that's how we did it yeah, no for secret. the others for the other six days a week when you guys aren't listening to drop the disc go ahead and download Yay. that unconventional leaders and the happy brain thank you <laughs> no you problem so this is where we get to get a little more abstract with the conversation which i think let's you might you might do enjoy it. that let's go there <laughs> you've been talking about how you're one what you're doing seems to be very successful. So let's let's make sure we say that. But two, how you've been wanting to do more. Mm. So w- what kind of paths do you see forward for yourself? What things are you interested in doing? You mentioned being more involved in the community. You mentioned mm. photography. Mm. What does that look like, though? I'm really interested in media, just in general, and storytelling. So I would love to, you know, I started doing acting classes about a year and a half ago. I got a few roles. I was able to be in, you know, a movie out in Atlanta that filmed this year. That was cool. I'm taking stand-up. Movie titled? Yeah, it's called Hunting Souls. Hunting Souls. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year, it'll be on streaming and you guys can see it. Okay. Um, I'm playing a therapist. Can you believe that? Um, I'm taking stand-up comedy classes, so tonight, like, Very I have cool. a, you know, I'm working on that. I don't want to be a stand-up comedian, but I'm just trying to stretch myself on that, but um, I want to be a better storyteller. I want to get really good at that. I would love to direct and make shorts. Um, I, I would love that. I In photography, I, I, I've missed that a lot. I did that for years and years, and I put it down because I was like, that's not a scalable business model, blah, blah, and, you know, <laughs> this doesn't fit into that, and now I'm like, just like, screw it. I just want to take a picture, and just let me take a picture. So I don't really know, to be honest with you, and I think that's been hard for me because I want to you know, give you a, a, an answer that just makes me sound, you know, you're like, oh, you're successful and all that, I guess. But what do you mean by successful? Like, what do we, how do we measure success, right? I would say you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. You're making enough money to live as well as you would like to. I like that definition. And you seem pretty happy. Yeah. You, yeah. you I would say enjoy, those are the three tenets, right? You enjoy right? what makes you money. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that definition. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with the drop the disc question and some fun topical Augusta conversation as well. I want to take this time to tell you all about Augusta Podcasts. It is a podcast company built by podcasters. We understand a lot of things. We understand how to build your brand, how to save your time, and how to make sure that you are in charge, that you are the boss of your show. Your brand is more than just services, products, and logos. We understand that connecting with your audience and gaining their trust by providing your expertise is super, super important. We also understand that your time is money, and we want to make sure that we are here to do your work while you continue to grow. For more information, you can check out our website at www.augustapodcast.com. There you will find out all the information you need, and we look forward to hearing from you very soon. So um, we're, we're, kind of, we're kind of approaching the yeah. end of this recording. Uh, we've talked a lot about you. We've talked a little bit about Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of bring it back. You mentioned, before we do our final question, sure, sure. Y- you mentioned you're interested in being more involved in the community. Yeah. How can we help with that? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I would love to know who's doing things like in the film scene, making shorts or doing anything like that. Um, I did go to... I went to some events here at Clubhouse before the pandemic. And then I also. 
yeah. And then, um, uh, what's that called? Create Tuesday mornings? I did that. Yes, yes. I don't know what it's called. I know what yeah, you're talking I, about. Yeah, I did that. And, and I, met, I met, you know, um, oh, this is interesting. So we started doing coffee chats on Zoom um, in our Facebook group during the pandemic. There were so many people from Augusta who showed up in that coffee. Ch- and I didn't know they were from Augusta. Mm. And I built friendships with them. Like I met um, the guy who's over the Episcopal schools or whatever, uh, Ned Murray. I met him. I'm, I've become good friends with Kurt Mueller. What up, Kurt? You know, shout oh, out to cool. him. Yeah, shout out Kurt. We love Kurt. Kurt's awesome. You know, like it was so interesting because I was building all these friendships with people and they're like, oh yeah, Augusta. And I'm like, oh, we're in Augusta. Let's get together. (laughs) And you may not remember this, but we had a meeting with Kurt probably mid-2019 about then. Yeah. And we were going to build this podcast network. Yeah. And we were going to start doing events. And we and, didn't. And, well, we, we kind of really didn't get a Speaking chance. <laughs> yeah. That was a good idea. We need to return to that. I've been texting Kurt about it, so yeah. maybe I should just start texting you about do it. Do it. Right. I'm one of these people. You text me, and I'll be like, okay, we're meeting next Tuesday. Let's do this. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to encourage you to go to Schrodinger's Cats at oh, the Shed yes, 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 yes. It's improv. improv show. <gasps> Stranger Cats? No. Schrodinger's. You, you know, you put it, it in you a box, it. you put it in a box and it's neither dead nor alive until you open the box. It's like a, like a scientific term. I've never heard in that psychology. Life, but I was homeschooled. Schrodinger's cat. So they do a improv show every first Friday at Le Chat Noir. Really? Right now eight, too? Oh yeah. Really? Right off of 8th street. Go check them out. They just started doing them back like yeah. a month ago. Uh, they've been around for about three or four months. They've, they've all been okay. uh, spaced out. So That's it's so okay. Cool. But yeah, you can check him out on lcnaugusta.com. I'll have to, I'll just send Please. you that. One of the yeah. guys, Michael Fortino, he's one of the guys in the troupe. He's, he was on Stranger Things. Cool. He's the kind of guy that, that you would really get along with, cool. I think. He also cool. does a comedy show stand-up training. He's also I need that. Uh, sponsor, or sponsored by Ranch Dressing. Yeah, Hid- <laughs> Hidden Valley. He's been a, I'll show you the commercial after the yeah, show. Yeah, he's got that going on now. So very successful. There's a lot of people in Augusta that have a lot to offer. I also would recommend meet, meeting up with Jason Craig. He's oh, a Jason Craig, fantastic guy. I think I've DM'd him before. He did our Crunk logo, which is on our yeah. T-shirt, which I'll show Sounds you after familiar. this. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. Don't get that mixed up with his Crunk Friday logo. Yeah, but you <laughs> and him are actually totally different because he built his artistic business on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's a great platform for a lot of people. It just wasn't my vote. <laughs> I have a question though I get for you. Go for it. Can I ask you? Yeah. I just want to hear in your own words, like out of all the things you could talk about on a podcast, you decided to talk about your city and it's very clear that you love your city. And I just wanted to know like maybe why? Like why this? Well, David and I would get together all the time and we were wondering the same thing, why nobody else is talking about it. Our biggest, really? the biggest reason that we started this show was that we were trying to find a podcast that talked about things happening locally. And one of the big things about Augusta that you may not have heard, but a lot of people say this as like one of the biggest negatives is that the city itself and people in the city traditionally and historically have not done a great job telling the story of the city right Mm. so our goal was to find something that told that story and nobody was we couldn't find it so we decided to do it that's leadership so we just sat down in my kitchen and chris wrote a script for the episode we did the episode uh, about the Carolina Panthers moving their stadium, and we had all this yeah, stuff. We talked about what was <laughs> potentially was, under Lake Homestead. It was just a lot of stuff that people, locals, talk about. Um, but then we learned that it was best to tell the story of Augusta through people making it a better place. Right. So the biggest thing we would run into is we would get to a, 
a topic of something interesting, and we would only know what we could find in the Chronicle or what we could find online. And so we would be sitting here regurgitating what we found online, and we we're mm. like, well, it feels like you could kind of take this to another level, mm. right? So mm-hmm. that's when we started interviewing the business people and like, hey, uh, our first interview was, hey, how is the lock and dam uh, renovation going to affect downtown? We talked to the Riverkeeper because we tried to read the article Made no and sense. we did not understand Did you it. understand it then? No. When they yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So if you read the article written by the Corps uh, of Engineers, the Army Corps of Engineers, it was unreadable. It was like <laughs> yeah, well. plan A.123 versus plan A.122. And it was like this level. Of, it was all this crazy stuff. And so we were like, hey, Tanya, Tanya Bodditatavis, shout out. Uh, first guest to the show. Hey, Tanya, like, what is this? Mm. And she was like, okay, so basically there's these three things. This is this, this is this, this is this. And we walked away and we were like, oh, we should probably do that again. Mm. And that's how it kind of happened. Interesting. And originally we would go business to business. The owner of the business would sponsor the show. So we would give them a little bit of an ad. We would sit in their back room. We we would record on my phone. We had a photographer that documented it so then we could on social media blast Mm -hmm. out this business which was really the value of the ad nobody was listening to the show at the time right and and so basically when we got our own studio we said well we really like this format let's just start bringing in these same types of people and and that's what we've been doing yeah ever since for two years that's so smart let me ask you i know we gotta go but we don't quick question about augusta (laughs) that i I don't know if this is like true or false I, i was out running and i did the same thing i looked up augusta when we first moved here and this podcast popped up, not an Augusta podcast, but an episode about Augusta. And they were talking about the um, ghosts near the the master's course. And I need to know if that's true. There are so many ghosts ghosts in Augusta. (sighs) No way. So for Halloween, we actually had a guy named Michael Wolf who used to work for Disney. You would love him as well. Yeah, you you would love Michael Wolf. We need to connect you with a lot of our guests. He owns a business that he started last year, unfortunately for him called Augusta Haunted Tours, um, where he takes you through downtown and takes you to all these different haunted spots. And so for Halloween, we had him come on and tell a few ghost stories. Yeah, and actually, it's kind of cool. I don't want to get too deep into it because people can go listen to it. But the very very first thing that he was was quoting, the Edgar Allan Poe poem, one of them. He's a great uh, showman. And he tied it to Augusta. Apparently, Edgar Allan Poe had a tie to Augusta, Georgia. Shut up. Yeah. No way. And apparently, a girl that he secretly dated. It was some kind of super direct tie. Yeah. uh, One of the girls that he secretly dated was housed at the Arsenal at the time. Yeah. And she is buried there. (gasps) Allegedly, she is a ghost. And there is a quote where he he read off of the gravestone and put it in his poem i mean it's crazy there's so much there's a lot of cool history david and i have learned so much about this city i Um, mean if we're learning about it our listeners are learning about it and that's the core of it yeah next year we're actually going to do a haunting so we have like camera equipment now and we're going to like go to a haunted place with michael and have him give us like an actual live tour yeah knock on wood that that happens but (laughs) (laughs) do y'all see yourself living here forever i don't know i don't i don't think that i will one of my goals is to move around a little bit mm-hmm. and then come back. Okay. And so forever, no, but I don't see another place that I would want to end my life. Wow. A lot of people if that, that makes sense. A lot of people we've brought on, they left and now they're back to stay. Right. I photographed a woman down there by the river uh, 
before the pandemic and the exact same thing happened. She said, I want to leave. And she left for a few years and she came back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I just don't want to have to pay the inflated housing costs when I come back. So I want to just get them now. <laughs> right. <laughs> For me, I don't know. I, I'm very happy here. Well, so, Chris and his wife just yeah. bought a house yeah, oh, last congrats. year. Yes, it was a awesome. beautiful house. Yes, very excited about that. Historic and, uh, house that they are fixing up. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> probably, old, probably haunted. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, shout out to April King. Her grandma <laughs> used to live there. I know her. She's the artist mural. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's so talented. Yes. She is extremely talented. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, do you have any other questions before we uh, yeah. ask you the final? Yes. Anything um, that we didn't ask you that you might have wanted to talk another about? Another Augusta question. Go for it. So I did the, the half Ironman thing that y'all do here Kay. a couple years ago. And I was wondering, legit, has anyone ever gotten bit by an alligator in that water? Because I was terrified. So I know for a fact that no one has because when I was in college, I was a lifeguard at the Croc Center. The Croc Center? Yeah. Love that. Salvation Army Salvation Croc Army. Center. No relation to someone being bit by an alligator. Just convenient. I got my yeah. heart's pounding. K-R-O-C. It is right by the river, though. It is. So you know. And all the lifeguards there were asked to volunteer to mm-hmm. lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to be on the bank. But they had us on paddle boards yep. in the river, you know, paddling forward. So we, the current didn't take us down. Saw no alligators. None? And I can tell you that no one has been bitten. Did they just f- go away because of all the mo- commotion or what? I've never seen. I've kayaked that river so many times. I've seen them. You have? Yes. Because when I was preparing for it, I was like walking up and down here, running mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I saw like two or three alligators in the water. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm pretty so that's, sure. But that's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. Not Same to diff. get too far into Same it. diff. Crocodiles are aggressive. Alligators avoid people. Right. Uh, Teeth. And those long ass noses <laughs> is the same thing. I don't care. They could still murder any person. Now, there are, for plenty, sure. there are plenty of gars. Don't get that confused. A gar looks just like it. Smaller. A gar? Long nose. I don't even know what this is. Sharp teeth, they are mean. Is that a fish? Yes. Well, okay. now I'm terrified. The point <laughs> is, does it matter? It's a gar, an alligator, a <laughs> crocodile. You know what I'm saying? Like, is something right. going to bite me in there? No. Okay. Did something bite you when you were in it? No, but I was praying to Jesus the whole time. <laughs> he answered your prayers because uh, that did not happen. Dave is looking at it right now to... Uh, Nobody should have given me the scream. <laughs> all right, so I don't want to see all this. <laughs> it looks like the closest that we've gotten is, a oh my goodness, a 300-pound monster gator chased a kayaker. Oh my so God. it looks like that's the closest we've Oh, that's we've in gotten. 2019, too. That oh, was not too that's far That's what away. I'm saying, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's... It looks like that one is just quite the famous alligator, though. I don't think we have any other... Oh, oh I'm not gosh. clicking that one. <laughs> uh, you mean, you're not going to click the woman killed in I'm alligator not, attack? I'm not clicking that link. <laughs> so, uh, Heather to, does not deserve this. So to answer your question in the... I'm guessing you're talking about the half Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, not in that one. Yeah, not in that one. Not oh, in that context. Yeah. All right. I feel so much better Might now. Might have been a leisure yeah. Sunday afternoon. Right. Someone decided to go kayaking. But you know that that half Ironman is like a national event. Like people come from all, all over, over yeah. all over the it's world. It's like the best swim or whatever. Like I, I really lucked out with that. That's awesome. We talked cool. to Brian Graham. Brian Graham with the Augusta Sports Council. Oh, cool. Y'all talked to some cool people. Yeah. He's a cool guy too. And yeah. we he told us that like he told us the scale of that event and how Augusta is the disc golf capital of mm-hmm. like the United States and all this stuff. And we're just sitting here like taking notes the whole yeah. time, learning the yeah. whole time. Good. I mean, we just had Masters Week and uh, mm. that's usually what people think that Augusta is known for. It is known for that. 
but there's except so when the college national championship disc golf tournament starts <laughs> up and then we're right in it right exactly but yeah so uh to answer your question no okay not in All the right. half iron man i feel so much better for I that google we, search uh, we might have, done have a lot of dms next week <laughs> Of people saying, uh, actually, you're wrong. Well, actually, check out my one leg. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up with the drop the disc question. And the drop the disc question is presented by Tranter Gray Media. Tranter Gray Media is a local media company that produces videos, commercials, scripts. They have a great film studio. And there are partners with our Augusta Rocks music series. Learn more about them and contact them at trannergray.com. And make sure you stick around at the end of the show because Chris has a brand new segment of Around Augusta with Augusta's latest news, rumors, business information, and more. Uh, so you did ask us, you know, why do we do this, you know, mm-hmm. whatnot. One of the things is in Augusta or outside of Augusta, there's this term, disgusta. And it's basically the after effect of people not telling the story correctly. Or they, hmm. there's nothing to do in the city. Hmm. So that's where our name branches from. Yeah. It's Drop the Diss. And so we ask every guest on the show, uh, what does that mean to you? Or if someone were to walk up to you anywhere or talk to you virtually and say negative things about the city of Augusta, what would your response be? I would say if you look throughout history at anything or anyone who ever made a difference in this world, they had so many haters. And sometimes the more crap you get, sometimes I know it sounds weird, but it's like, okay, well, I must be doing something right. I'm shaking some things up. I'm ruffling some feathers. I'm making some people uncomfortable. So that's what that means to me. It's just like, well, if we got haters. That means we're awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so much fun. Y'all are it was awesome a pleasure you meeting do. you. Seriously. Cool. Heather Parody, you have Unconventional Leaders, the podcast. You have Happy Brain, the podcast. Mm-hmm. You have, are there any other brands we should chat up before we get off? Yours. Here? And if anyone's listening to this and has not left um, these men a review on their show, this is so much hard work. <laughs> and this has been so much fun for me. Drop them a review and a rating, or I will come find you. Big fan of you, Heather. <laughs> Thank you, we'll Heather. We'll have you back on whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> it's an honor. And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast, recorded at the Clubhouse, but normally recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to let us tell you this story. We really appreciate Heather for taking her time to come on. And make sure you check out her podcasts, uh, Unconventional Leaders and Happy Brain. They're both very good. And she is an exceptionally engaging host. Uh, If you guys enjoyed this episode, we just ask you, you know, tell a friend. uh, Let's spread the love a little bit. Let's uh, maybe do a rating or review. Maybe like the show, share a couple posts. Find us on Instagram at Drop the Disc Pod or even on Twitter at Drop the Disc as well. And now here's Chris with Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. I do sincerely apologize for not being here last week. As y'all know, we were very busy with Masters Week getting prep for the Bobby Jones Invitational Watch Party, which shout out went very well. We were very happy. Thanks to everybody that tuned in. Thanks to everybody that was watching. It was awesome. So we've got Around Augusta. For those of you that don't know, this is my opportunity to really just plug things that are happening in the city, things coming to town, things that are already here, and some rumors. And I have all three today. I'm going to first start out with things that are already here. And big shout out to the arts community. We've got two new murals 
11th and Broad, and there's one on Ellis Street between 9th and 8th Street. I also want to shout out, maybe you all have been walking around and instead of looking at the walls, you might have noticed on the ground all of the sewage or water manholes on the side are all being painted. This is an incredible project that's going on and there's incredible art that's happening. It reminds me a little bit about the art boxes that you might see around the CSRA. So huge shout out to the arts community for stepping up and making our city beautiful. On April 6th, the Augusta National had a groundbreaking moment where they started the 25,000 square foot community center and the 15,000 square foot boys and girls club right in Harrisburg off 15th street. This is incredible. Not only have they promised back in November and now they have broke ground. Thank you so much for all those that have donated to make this happen. In West Augusta off Washington road, kind of near where um, Dairy Queen is and the old Piccadilly, which is now Jay's music. We've got two new shops, Thousand Hills Coffee and Wits Frozen Custard. Super cool, super awesome, West Augusta. I've got a rumor. I've got a big rumor here, and I'd like for anybody that actually knows if this is true or false to please contact me. You can simply DM us on the Instagram, Drop the Disc Podcast. I run that page, so I'll be able to see it right away. FPL Foods. It's a meat processor. It is the actual reason why if that air hits right, you smell wet dog food. So thank you, FPL, for that. However, there's a rumor that a lot of money has been invested in a piece of equipment, large piece of equipment, to reduce the smell that is released from that factory. This is huge because we all know what it's like to play golf, to wake up in the morning, to go on a run, to just simply walk to work, walk to lunch outside, and smell wet dog food. So I really hope this rumor is true. If it is not true, please reach out and I will debunk it next episode. And that's all I got for Around Augusta. Again, I'm sorry that I missed last week, but I'm seriously glad to be back. Hope you all have a great rest of the week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>